get ready, get your seatbelts fastened. You're about ready to land on the planet Japan with Amy and Doug. Coming to you direct from the gazebo behind Okiyama Castle, it's episode 41 of Planet Japan for March 15th, 2006. Let's go to the penis parade. On this week's show, you'll find out why drunken men carry a two and a half meter long penis through the streets of Japan. And if that's not enough for you, we'll let you know the true meaning of the three see no evil, hear no evil, and speak no evil monkeys. All that and much more on this week's Planet Japan. Stay tuned. So, you want to hear a joke? Sure. For decades, two heroic statues, one male and one female, faced each other in a city park until one day an angel came down from heaven. You have been such good statues for all these decades that I thought that I would give you a gift. I'm going to give you 30 minutes of life in which you can do whatever you want. And with a clap of her hands, the angel brought the statues to life. The two approached each other a bit shyly, but soon dashed for the bushes, from which shortly emerged a good deal of giggling, <laughs> laughter, <laughs> and shaking of branches. Fifteen minutes later, the two statues emerged from the bushes, wide grins on their faces. You still have 15 minutes, said the angel, winking at them. Grinning even more widely, the female statue turned to the male statue and said, Oh, great! This time you hold down the pigeon's head and I'll crap on him. Bump, beedee, ba-dump, bump. There you go. It's our very first angel statue pigeon joke. Yeah, that was interesting how... Uh they kind of turned that into a pigeon joke, you know. You kind of thought it was going for something else. There. You thought they were having statue sex in the bushes, I'll bet. Well, I was led to believe that. Yes, indeed. It was, Silly me. Yeah, it was kind of a trick joke. Yeah, if I, if I were more of an angel, yeah. I wouldn't have thought that. <laughs> Here's something to ponder. I wonder if statues, when they do have sex, I wonder if the guy ever needs to use Viagra. Um, I'm betting he doesn't. I'm betting he doesn't either. Um, you know. Yeah, he's a statue. Being a statue, um, yeah. he'd have that part down. Indeed. <laughs> so, Amy, welcome back. Thanks, Doug. It's episode 41 of the Planet Japan. Oh, gosh, I'm feeling so old these days. Yeah, I know, 41. We're 41. getting up there. Yeah. We are. We're over the hill. I'm Doug DeLong. I'm Amy Chavez. And this is... Planet Japan. Yes, indeed. Planet Japan. Welcome back, everyone. It's... Um, a very special episode for us this week. It's our annual Spring Fling. Yay! Yay! Spring is almost here. And you know what that means in Japan? No, I don't. It means three things. Tell me. One is the beginning of all the fertility festivals. Oh, sure. The big mm. penis festivals. That's right. Yeah. So we're going to gear up for that on this show? I, we've had kind of a running penis theme the last uh, couple of weeks. Well, we're in Japan. I guess so. It's omnipresent. There you go. And then also, springtime is the beginning of pilgrimages in Japan. Ah. So the Buddhist pilgrimages, such as the Shikoku, mm -hmm. 88 Temple Pilgrimage. Very famous. And the Saigoku one in Osaka. Mm -hmm. And any of the hundreds of other smaller pilgrimages around. Traditionally, I people set out in the springtime. I always make a pilgrimage to my local 7-Eleven store. Only in the springtime? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In the winter, I change and I go to the family mart. <laughs> I see. That's my pilgrimage. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I'm not big on pilgrimages. Right. <laughs> Have you done any of these yourself? Sure. Yeah. I've done the Shikoku 88 Temple Pilgrimage. How long does that take? Well, it depends on how you do it. Uh, most people do it by bus these days, and it takes about 10 days. But um, I, or if you walk it, it takes about six weeks, and I six jogged weeks? it. Six mm-hmm. weeks? You jogged it? Yep. Holy cow. But it wasn't any faster than walking is what <laughs> I found out. <laughs> so it still took me six weeks. Wow. Okay. That's amazing. And then we also have a smaller pilgrimage on Shiraishi Island, which you can do in two days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've done that quite a few times. We can walk around that whole island in like two hours. Well, that's true. The pilgrimage is a little tougher than that. Really? Yeah, you have to go up into the woods and up and over mm-hmm. you know, hills and dales, and, and you have to find these places. Do you go to grandmother's house? It's on the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then the last thing uh, that spring is very symbolic of in Japan is hay fever. Mm. You know why? No, I don't. Well, after World War One, the government went around and replanted trees everywhere on mm-hmm. the hills and stuff. And uh, they replanted with these giant cedar trees. And now these trees release all this pollen in the springtime. And all these people come down with kafunsho, which is uh, pollen allergy. Yeah, I know a lot of my students have these allergies. Yeah. Yeah, I've never had a problem with it myself. I haven't either, but I would imagine if you lived here long enough that eventually you'd just get it also. So you're saying they just planted the wrong kind of trees 50 years ago, and that's why people today are having all these problems with allergies? Yeah, absolutely. You can read about it in um, Alex Kerr's book called Dogs and Demons. Dogs and Demons. That's a great book. So why don't we just chop down all the cedar trees and put up some other kind of tree? Exactly. Good idea? You know? Okay. But actually, there is someone out there to uh, help these people. Yes. Who have these pollen allergies. Who might that be? And this is a Tokyo hotel. Mm-hmm. And um, it's called Tokyo Inn. Oh, the famous Tokyo Inn. But anyway, they've uh, set up this special floor for people who suffer from allergies. And now, you're not going to believe this, but upon check-in, what happens is they put you inside this phone booth style room, okay? Mm-hmm. And then there's this high-powered air that blows the pollen off your clothes. Oh my god. Wow. So it's kind of a Superman kind of thing. You're in this phone booth and <laughs> you come yeah. out depollinated. <laughs> right. And then in the rooms, of course, they keep all the windows closed so that the pollen can't get in. And there's also spray inside the room, so you can spray yourself to make sure pollen doesn't stick to you. Of course, if it's already wow. off, I wouldn't think you need to worry about that, but just mm-hmm. in case, there's some uh, stray pollens out there. That's amazing. So this is like a, a kind of a hay fever hotel. There you go, like the Heartbreak Hotel. Yeah. Hay fever hotel. There you go. So all you hay fever sufferers, you know, don't let that prevent you from visiting Japan. So is this like an isolated, just like a one-shot deal, the only hotel in Japan where you can go to uh, experience this fantastic phenomenon, or is it a spreading phenomenon around the nation? Well, we don't know yet. Um, This place is called the Tokyo Inn, and it's in Shinbashi district in uh, Tokyo. Mm -hmm. So um, we'll see if they get a good response, and soon we'll, just like non-smoking rooms in hotels, we'll have the, you know, Hmm. the Pollen Sneezers Hotel. (laughs) The The Pollen (laughs) Sneezers Room. The Pollen Sneezers Room at the Hay Fever Hotel. There you go. Wow. You know, that French Maid Hotel, that didn't work out very well, though. So I'm wondering maybe, I don't know. To me, the the, the French Maid concept 
sounds a little more exciting than the hay fever concept. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And if the French May concept didn't go, then I'm wondering if this is going to be, you know, successful. Well, or maybe they're going to try French maids with hay fever. Or maybe French maids who will get all the pollen off of you. Hmm. That's what a maid should do. They should clean the pollen off of you. That's right. They're cleaners. They're supposed to be so. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I could see that. A little French maid in her hot little outfit uh, cleaning all the pollen off of me. That would be fun. Blowing out air to uh, mm-hmm. get the pollen off of you. <laughs> I guess that would be a blowjob, right? Mm-hmm. There you go. I think we've we've stumbled onto something here. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Maybe we should open up a love hotel. Good idea. A French maid love hotel. Yeah, with pollen blowers. With pollen blowers. <laughs> well, anyway, um, I think that everyone should be gearing up for the Honen Matsuri at Tagata Shrine on March 15th, more commonly known as the Penis Festival. The very famous Penis Festival. That's right. Festival of the Penises. <laughs> the Penis Parade. <laughs> they do. They have a big parade, don't they? A penis parade? They do. Sure, sure. Yeah. It's a two and a half meter long wooden, mm-hmm. well, they call it a phallus. You know, that yeah. that's the politically correct yeah. word to use. But we all know you what know it really is. Shh, don't say that. Okay. Right. Actually, this festival is over 1,500 years old. And now they're not worshiping the phallus, okay? Okay. They're worshiping earth and the power that nature has through renewal and regeneration. Mm-hmm. So we're talking fertility here. Sure. All right? So they, they, they have this festival where they parade around this giant wooden phallus. <laughs> and somehow uh-huh. this connects with the Shinto gods and the Shinto gods then bring them a bountiful harvest. What a trade-off. Yeah. So all you got to do is get a giant penis, parade mm-hmm. it down your street, mm-hmm. and your harvest will uh, be bountiful. Right. Now, it c- it's not just any large penis. <laughs> it's not just any old <laughs> large penis. It's a very special large penis. It is. Yeah. It's made from the Hinoki cypress tree. Of course. Right. And there's a special guy who carves it out every year. Really? No, really. The penis guy. <laughs> That's right. First of all, they bring the tree. They cut down the tree. Mm-hmm. right? And they bring the tree to the shrine where it first gets purified. Okay. Then the guy starts carving the shape. Now, what he uses as a model, I don't know. <laughs> but he, the master craftsman, okay, does his work. The master Craftsman, right. Okay. And then when he's finished with it, they take the finished product also to the Shinto shrine, and it gets blessed again by a Shinto priest. Now, it's interesting because the beginnings of this festival um, did not involve a very large phallus. It was actually a smaller one, Mm -hmm. and it was only like one meter long. But, of course, that just isn't long enough. (laughs) Well, it would be long enough for me, but I know some guys would, you know, it wouldn't be long enough. No, no, no. It's definitely not long enough. You've got to have something big. Okay. Right? You know, let's make a statement. And then over the years, it just kept getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. That'll happen. Well. Yeah. Maybe it was taking Viagra. (laughs) Maybe it read its email and actually, (laughs) you know, got that spam email. Oh, sure. Yeah. Followed up on it. Uh This is a possibility. And um, now it's like 2.5 meters, up to, mm-hmm. right? And um, it weighs 280 kilograms. Wow. Which is, you know, about 600 pounds. That's a big penis. <laughs> <laughs> it is a very large 
phallus. Yeah. Right? And it takes uh, about 60 men to carry it. <laughs> now, you brought up before that there's the, the penis parade. Yeah. And there is. And uh, what they're doing during this parade is they're taking the penis to, guess what? The, the big giant vagina. There you go. You are right. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. I thought it was a great joke, and, no, and it's no, not no. a joke at all. And on the other side of town, uh-huh. right, is another shrine. So they've got this 13-foot penis that they're parading down, mm-hmm. and they, they're, they're going from Kumano Shrine, right, where the penis is housed. Right. And they take it down for one and a half kilometers, about a mile, to this other shrine called Tagata Shrine, mm-hmm. where the female vagina is waiting. Indeed. Yeah. And so then along in this uh, procession is all kinds of like government uh, employees, uh, business owners and such. Mm-hmm. And Cheering on. That's right. The forthcoming union. And they, they union, yes, they, they, they union. Have a, they have a giant uh, sex act with these two giant, no? I wouldn't call it a sex act. No. It's just a consummation. It's a consummation. They have a, yeah. a consummation of this giant penis and giant vagina mm-hmm. right there in front of God and everybody. Well. It's kind of shocking. Hmm. I guess you the really have to see it to believe it. Yeah, well, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll have to link to some uh, photos, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure there's a bunch of photos on uh, online. But guess what they do with the uh, phallus after, you know, it's there? I have no idea. Okay. Well, it gets to stay there for a year. Mm-hmm. And what they do with the old one that was in there the year before is the, they... The old penis? Yeah, the old penis. They make a new penis every year then? They do, every oh, year. I see. Yeah. Okay. And then the old one they sell. Oh, really? Yeah, to you the local business or... Put it on eBay, perhaps. There you go. Wouldn't that yeah. be a great uh, fundraiser? Sure. So do they They just sell it? They don't auction it? Well, I'm not really sure how they sell it, but they, it says that either you know a private family or a business will buy it, and then they make offerings to it throughout the year. Uh, I'm not going to say what they... Give as offerings or, you know, if they're <laughs> sacrificing virgins or what, uh-huh. but giving offerings. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Or they make an offer you can't refuse. There you go. Perhaps. All right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's on March 15th of every year. So if you're in Japan on March 15th, don't miss it. It's in Komaki, which is near Nagoya, north of Nagoya. Have you ever uh, attended yourself? Maybe we should start our uh, a local Okayama, you know, penis parade. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. yeah. We could yeah. do that. We could we could uh, head that effort up ourselves, mm-hmm. so to speak. Oh, speaking of penises. Yes. Did you hear about the protests in Indonesia now? The penis protests? Well, it's actually an anti-porn bill that they're protesting. Oh, so they passed a law in Indonesia that says we're not going to allow pornography anymore? They, they want to. Oh, they, they're trying to. Because it's a very conservative Muslim nation. Indeed. However, there are some people who do not want this law to come into effect. They want the porno. They like the porno. That's right. And they are apparently, this one guy anyway, mm-hmm. stripped down to his underwear in front of the government office. Holy cow. In Denpasar in Bali to protest really? this. Wow. And his grounds were, and you, I mean... The guy makes a lot of sense here. Mm-hmm. He says, we were born naked. Why can't we be naked now? God bless him. Yeah. Yeah. What a guy. 
Yeah, this guy's name is Young Sagita, and he's a uh, singer. Indeed. Yeah. He just stripped naked to protest the, the government trying to take away his porn. That's right. Now, we have to define the word porn or pornography mm -hmm. in order to understand this issue. Sure. The problem seems to be is that the definition of pornography in Indonesia also includes, for example, nude bathing. Ah. So, of course, Bali exists from tourism dollars, mm -hmm. or tourism rupee. So, in other words, it's illegal to take a bath while you're naked in Indonesia? I do that all the time here in, in my apartment. I guess that's... Well, that's right. That's, what that's pornography. You couldn't even then take a oh, shower, could you? Man. See, you, you don't want to wear oh. clothes when you're in the shower, though, do you? Hmm... That just kind of defeats the purpose. Well, they haven't... I mean, don't panic. They haven't passed this law yet. Okay. But they're trying to get it through. I see. And, of course, the people in Bali are afraid that this is going to kill tourism because if people don't come to lay on the beach mm -hmm. and if people don't come to do other kind of, you know, uh, risque things, then what will they come to Bali for? But this new law also, this is really interesting... It also says that not only are bare breasts and such in public mm -hmm. porno, also showing the belly button, ah, the navel. The old I dream of genie syndrome. So <laughs> I'm wondering, what about men? Yeah. Can they also can't show the navel? Well, I, I would hope so. I mean, who wants to see a guy's navel? Come on. Hey, I do <laughs> if it's a nice one. <laughs> But what really bums me out about this new law, if it goes into effect, I mean, I don't really do the nude bathing thing anyway, but what I will be really sad to have to stop doing is surfing naked. Ah, yeah. Won't be able to surf naked anymore. Nude, nude surfing. There may be an answer for all the men who want to go shirtless mm -hmm. and who will have those navels showing. An answer? Yep, Japan has come up with the perfect answer, I think. Really? Men's girdles. Of course. That's right. And they're already on sale, and they are selling like hotcakes. Girdles for men. Yep. Now. That would make you a girly man. Ooh, girly man. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Okay. There are two styles. One goes from the navel to the knees. <laughs> from the now, okay. wouldn't that be good beachwear, yeah? Uh, yeah, oh, sure. Yeah. That's hot. Yeah. I mean, and you'd look good as well because you'd be all skinny and mm -hmm. tucked in and... So, for all these Japanese men who still want to go to Bali and, you know, de-robe. <laughs> now, the other model is a hip-hugger version. Ah. Yeah. And this is uh, to wear with low-waisted pants that kind of emphasize the hips. Oh, sure. That's the one I'd probably get for myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd... Uh, why not? I can't believe guys are going to get girdles to... Why don't they just suck in their gut and walk around? Men are very fashion conscious these days, dog. Yeah. Well, they, they say also that men are gaining more weight mm -hmm. um, these Japan. days. Yeah. yeah, younger people. So right. this is, you know, kind of fueling the boom. Okay. Well, God bless those girdle-wearing girly men. <laughs> girly men. <laughs> hey, is it time for cowtails? No, of course not. Oh. <laughs> it's time, though, to hear what our listeners have to say. Okay. We have so many listeners, and they send us such wonderful emails. Oh, reader mail. Yes, reader mail. We got a uh, nice email from Al in Salt Lake City. Al says, I think you should talk more about ninjas and the three monkeys. You know, the, the see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil monkeys. Oh, them. He says, they both play a big role in Japan. 
right? Right. Is that true? Hmm. Now, I don't know much about ninjas myself, except that apparently they are uh, turtles. Right. And uh, became mutant at some point. That's right. Yeah. Mutant ninja That's about turtles. really all I know about the ninjas. Do you know anything else about ninjas? Well, actually, I have a blog here that would help you out quite a bit. This blog is called The Japan Diary of Culture. Indeed. And it is written by a Japanese woman who has excellent English. Mm -hmm. She covers ninja on her blog. And what does she have to say about ninjas? Well, she says that one of the reasons that people don't know a lot about ninjas is because they never left anything in writing. And they never, like, told about their achievements because they were very secretive spies. And um, apparently they started around 522 A.D. They became like spies or informants for wealthy families. Okay. And there are three characteristics of ninja. Mm -hmm. One is that they have to be very wise, of course. Yeah. Uh, number two, they also have to be able to see in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> that would be difficult That's to uh, test one, people yeah. for. Mm -hmm. And then... They must also have great physical skills. Okay. To be very fit. So a cat would be a good ninja then. Yeah. Well, how did a turtle become a ninja? Now this she does not explain. Hmm. Hmm. And then also, ninjas were not just men. Women too were ninjas. Really? Yeah. Except they did a different kind of physical combat. They used their sexual prowess. Oh, that sounds like fun. Secrets out of you know. <laughs> Other people. A tradition which has been carried on throughout generations. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, so they would trick uh, men. You know, as soon as they got their confidence and stuff, they would, you know, get their secrets and then they would poison their teeth. Oh, that's not nice. No. Kind of a black widow syndrome. So anyway, check it out on her website. She has lots of stuff there. Very interesting stuff. And she has an interesting technique as well because she writes the entries in English and then she'll put in some Japanese. Mm -hmm. She'll stick in some Japanese after some of the words so that you can learn Japanese at the same time. For example, she says that um, the details of ninja are not well known. And then in parentheses it says, kuashi koto wa wakaranai, which means not well known. There so you then go. you can practice your Japanese at the same time. Indeed. You know what I think we should do? I think we should just go ahead and make this blog our official blog, blog of, of the week. week. Her name is... Mirai, the name of the blog is Japan Diary of Culture. And it is kind of uh, rare, really, to find a great blog written by a Japanese person in very good English. There are plenty of blogs written in Japanese. Uh, it's great to run across this kind of uh, blog, and she really has a lot of interesting insights into a whole host of uh, really topics. interesting Japanese cultural topics. Really yeah, well, she's really, great. really nicely done. Yeah, and she goes on to, she doesn't just stop at an entry like this. She goes on to recommend some movies you might want to see, some books you might want to read, and mm -hmm. uh, other uh, places on the web for more information. Right. So if you have any interest in Japan at all, then this is a blog you should definitely be checking out. We will put a link on the Planet Japan blog so everybody can take a look at it. Okay, and the other thing that Al in Salt Lake City wanted to ask about was the famous Three Monkeys thing. That's right. See no evil, hear no evil, do no evil. Yeah. Speak no evil. Hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil. Write no evil. Blog no evil. Type no evil. Now, yeah, everybody knows about, it's a very famous little statue of three monkeys with their eyes, ears, and mouth covered. And I think nobody really knows exactly where they came from. And people have lots of different interpretations of exactly what 
the meaning is. What's your idea when you see this of what the meaning is? I think the meaning is that you're just not really supposed to say evil things. So you're not supposed to like gossip and stuff. But others, others say that um, it's a warning to stay away from places where immoral acts are taking place. Immoral acts? Yeah, like stay away from the shady parts of town, the seedy parts of town where immoral acts might be taking place. What's that got to do with monkeys? <laughs> I don't know. It's an interesting idea. Nobody knows for sure exactly where they came from, but some people believe that in the 8th century, a Buddhist monk from China introduced them to Japan, and they became uh, associated with a blue-faced deity called Vajra. Ooh, Vajra. And it's believed that the monkey's gestures were a representation of a command of the deity to see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. Mm. Now, some people also believe that it might be a Japanese play on words because the Japanese for see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil is mizaru, kikizaru, iwazaru. And the Japanese word for monkey is saru. Oh, saru, zaru. Which sounds mm. like zaru. That's right. Yeah. I don't know. Some people believe that. But the only problem with that is that the three wise monkeys are not really originally from Japan. Like we said, they came from China. So and they, they wouldn't were kind understand of Japanese. Exactly. Well, <laughs> even if it was like Kiku's Zaru, which would sound like Kiku's Saru, mm -hmm. that would be that would actually mean to listen, yeah. a listening monkey, right? Not a hear no evil. There you go. Hmm. hmm. It's a conundrum. It's a puzzlement. If anybody else has an idea about uh, what the what exactly the heck these three monkeys are trying to communicate to us, drop us an email at planetjapan05 at yahoo.com, and we will consider your input. Indeed. Yeah. Help us out here. Okay. Is it time for cowtails? Sure. Let's do a cowtail. Ma. Thank you. Ah, oh, that felt good. <laughs> All right. Now, this cowtail has to do with cows and race cars. Not a good mix. No. Now, imagine you're a cow. And you have wanted to race against a race car. No, no, not exactly. You're just grazing about your own business with mm -hmm. your herd. And suddenly, a rally car plows through your family home. Oh, that's not good. No, no. right through your pasture. So the, the, what was the car doing in the pasture? Well, this is exactly what happened. This is a true cowtail, mm -hmm. as opposed to a false cowtail. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're all true. And um, this guy was car racing, Manfred Stoll, and he was in this car race in Mexico, and he plowed right through a cow. So he went off the Hurt. road, you mean? No, 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 no. The, ca the cows apparently were on the road. The, car the cows were on the road. And he didn't see the cow crossing sign, obviously. Yeah. They yeah. should put those up. And surely. Yeah. And, and uh, stop yeah. calling me Shirley. And <laughs> so, so it's the cow's fault. The cows were on the road, and there was a race going on. That's right. He actually, at full speed, he encountered 10 to 15 cows in the middle of the road. And he plowed into them? He did. Um, he said, well, he didn't plow into them. <laughs> his car did get damaged, but he said that his guardian angel was obviously looking down. Sure. Now, he injured some cows, so I don't really have a high opinion of that angel. Maybe that's the same angel that brought the statues to life. Maybe. I'm suspecting no. that maybe they're in cahoots here. And he says, I was so lucky. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I think he was lucky to encounter cows, yes. Sure. But it, w it was not a very good day for the cows, I think. Well, you know, if they're going to have a race on a road, they should round up all the local cows and take them to a safer place. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, get them out of there. Yeah. Come on, jeez. Yeah. Okay. It's their territory. So, 
Is that it? Is that it? This week's cocktail? That's it. Thank you very much. Well, that uh, can only mean one thing. It must be time for audio mnemonics. Okay, today's uh, kanji is the kanji for direction, right? Or like the way of doing something, uh, okay. right? Mm -hmm. Like, for example, let's say kendo. This is the kanji for direction or the way of doing something. Mm -hmm. The pronunciations are kata or ho. So ho, it's not the garden tool. And it's not the, uh, the girl on the street. <laughs> no. No. It means the direction. So um, anoho means that direction. Mm -hmm. right? And it's easy to remember because it looks like a guy getting ready to take off running. He's got his leg up poised mm -hmm. and his arms out to the side, straight out to the side. His front arm is pointing the direction he's going. Right. The hole that he's going. That's it. So that's this week's. Audio Mnemonics Kanji. Thank You're you very much. You're headed in the right direction. I think it's probably just about time for us to say sayonara. Sayonara. Thank you all for uh, listening once again to the Planet Japan. Of course, you can find our website at planetjapan.org. And you can send us an email at planetjapan05 at yahoo.com. And, uh, of course, don't forget, if you have a chance, to get on over to the iTunes page and write a very uh, intriguing and... Uh, Thrilling thrilling perhaps review of Planet Japan. Yeah. You can do that by going to our website and you'll find a link there. And what else? Uh, oh, don't forget to vote for us at uh, podcastalley.com. Podcast you can do that also from our website, planetjapan.org. I guess that's about it. Thanks everyone for listening. It's been fun. We'll see you again next week. Take care. Bye-bye.